0: Welcome back to Cathode Ray Mission. It's me, Randy, big R hire. I'm coming to you, of course, from Oklahoma, deep in the heart of Oklahoma City. I am mere kilometers from the Capitol building as I speak. (laughs) And join with me always, Will, Big Willie style, Scoville, coming to me live via satellite from Berkeley, California. Will, how's it going?
1: Uh, it's all right, Randy. How've you been?
0: I'm doing well. I'm in peak form today. <laughs> what are you drinking there, Randy? It's none of your freaking business, Will. <laughs> is, that, is that
1: is that can left over from Christmas? Is that a Christmas decorated can? Are you talking to me? Yeah, does it have, like...
0: No, it's from the other day, man. It's from... It's leftovers from practice. (laughs) It looked like there was, like,
1: a reindeer or a Santa Claus on it.
0: You're trying to make me out to be some kind of... You're... Well... (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Well, today we got... Who do we got? We got legendary guitar player (laughs) from Uh Chat Pile, Luther Manhole... Hey, hello! It's it's me, your friend, aka Big Griff, my friend. Yeah, how's it going? I'm doing well. Uh, Griff, have you ever met
2: Will in person? Not in person. I've met well, I've met your brother in person, but
1: yeah, no. my brother took my place when I moved away. So <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> you know when I when I moved to California there was another me to take my place and the, but it's like it's a clone it's it it is me but mm-hmm. you know he has his own personality and stuff and so For sure.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. You guys are you're the kind of brothers that like you look at them you look at you guys and the way you talk and stuff and it's like unmistakable that you're brothers yep. but Yeah. Like Your personalities are, like, I mean, yeah, you're obviously, like, you're different people. You're not, like, (laughs) twins. You're, like, three or four years older than Sam anyway, right? Yeah. So, Sam is a good friend. I would love to have, maybe we'll review the movie Brothers with Jake Gyllenhaal (laughs) and Teddy (laughs) McGuire and have Sam on. Hell yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. But, uh... So we've got Luther Manhole, Big Griff, here today to talk about a movie that he has brought to us, a movie that he (laughs) has claimed, to me, is one of his favorite movies, or it used to be. Yeah. The Rules of Attraction. Roger Avery's (laughs) The Rules of Attraction. Roger Avery's Brett Easton
2: Ellis' The Rules of Attraction. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Weird movie. Rewatching it last night.
0: Where'd you how'd you come to like give me your a brief rundown of your history of with this movie Griffin? I just
2: when I was in like middle okay so it came out in 2002 and I was I was born in 90 so it was it, I was like 12 when it came out and I my cousin Becca who you know uh showed it to me and her younger brother when we were in like middle school and being a middle schooler I was like this is The most interesting movie I've ever seen in my entire life. I've never seen anything like this before. Uh, And, yeah, it just made, like, a really big impression on me as a a kid because, like, it had a cool soundtrack with, like, The Cure and, like, cool post-punk and new wave stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, just the whole vibe of it, like, the weird which does, after watching it last night does get overused the uh kind of like the reverse camera stuff uh yeah. but like, it's kind of kitschy in a way that i still like it i don't mm. know um but yeah it was just it was a movie like you know like i'm sure how fight club is for certain people that saw it when they were in middle school or any movie like that that is just super stylized but maybe a little janky but still just like changes your life natural born killers was another one of those for me as a kid like that was just like i saw it at like 13 and i was like yeah this is absolutely i didn't know movies were like this you know
0: yeah Yeah, absolutely will what is your history with the rules of attraction
1: uh i i caught this Shortly uh, or around the time that it came out, uh, so it came out I was 21 I guess when it came out in o two and uh, and I saw it maybe a few years later. Uh, I had a copy of it on DVD because when I finally saw it, hey buddy uh, uh, I was in film school and someone recommended it to me and said it was connected to uh, what do you call it uh, America American Psycho, Psycho. yeah. So, I think I saw it on the basis of that and realized that even though it had like uh James Vanderbeek and Jessica Biel in it, it was not kind of a teen movie that I was expecting it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh and I I watched it quite a bit uh in the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh in my 20s. So, uh me being roughly the same age as these people are supposed to be, and it's set, you know, maybe, uh, what, 99 when I was a senior in high school. Um, <laughs> it really is like, okay, this is set, you know, it was written in the 80s or whatever, but it, it is set now. Um, so, yeah, I, I watched it a lot. And it was neat watching it again. I haven't watched it in years. Um, but, Randy, I think you have a different opinion on this. I think you have a different well, history with this.
0: I do, I do. Uh, But, no, my history with this movie is, like, back... One of the, like, most beautiful things that was gifted to me and the other very few people in my town that took advantage of this is the theater... They restored this old theater because I, I grew up in like an oil boom town, Ponca City, Oklahoma, where they had this like glorious theater they built like in the 20s or whatever, you know, that was way in shit for like a long time. And they restored it when I was like a teenager, basically. And they started showing like, I ended up getting to see, we had like a two screen, a four screen and a drive-in. And they showed only the mainstream movie. Like, it was so, like, we'd have to go to Tulsa or Stillwater or the big cities to see, like, the Big Lebowski I had to drive out of town to see, Jesus. for instance, you know. But this theater would show, I got to see Magnolia there. I got to see, like, L.A. Confidential there. I got to see Blood Simple when it came back out. Weird. And Interesting. Frailty is a movie I got to see there, the Bill Paxson horror movie. So they would get... Uh, select art house movie like i know they played like we saw jersey girl there and they played chasing amy for sure like i mean yeah is it was super cool but um i remember them playing the trailer for this before god knows what like one of those movies i just listed off probably and this is like I think the first time I ever – no, it's not the first – it's the first time I came over to your apartment. The first time I came over and hung out with you, just you, and it was me and Eric, we watched Event Horizon.
2: Yeah, that was – yeah, at that old house I lived at, which we should talk about Event Horizon sometime because that is a movie that – might suck but i think fucking rocks it like does. that
0: movie is real and you were watching it for the first time that night yeah yeah and i was so it was one of those moments where it's like he's gonna think this sucks and me and eric are clowns but you like loved oh, it and we were like yeah it was a vindicating Anything, moment yeah
2: anytime there's hell in space i'm pretty on board just yeah. as like doom is such like a big important like cultural oh, yeah. touchstone for me i was so into doom and stuff and like yeah, so I'm, I was just fully on board for just ridiculous, like over the top. It's that movie is like bleak as hell too. It it's is. like it's it's super mean, but
0: it's awesome. Uh, yeah, that movie. Anyway, is. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> the first time I came over to your new apartment now where you don't live anymore, but um, we were talking about Rules of Attraction, and I was like. Oh, it had this legendary trailer. <laughs> now I'm folding back into what I was talking about at that theater that they would show at that theater. I remember watching it at that theater and yeah. just being like, no way. This looks so fucking cool. And it's like, and it's super stylized. And we pulled a trailer for the movie up. And, and it was like this like, summer. Yeah, it was like <laughs> this summer. And it might <laughs> as well have been like, she's all that. Or cool yeah, intentions exactly. or something. <laughs> and I was like, I re- it was a moment. I've had moments like this in my life where I've been like, am I dead? Like, did I die, like, <laughs> two years ago? And this is all some Jacob's Ladder <laughs> where, 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 for that movie, like, thing that's playing out, and I'm, like, dying in my car, you know, in that car wreck or whatever. Uh, but, like... Yeah, because we couldn't find it, right? Yeah, but then, <laughs> then we did... We, we ultimately <laughs> yeah. did find yeah. it, and I was... Proven correct that there was <laughs> a hyper stylized, like the kind of trailer that would draw a guy like me personally. When I was fifteen, I was just like horny to see this movie, you know, because I like Vanderbeek. Like, I I love the idea of him doing Varsity Blues, and then Varsity Blues wasn't good, you know. But like, then he was in storytelling. Was does anybody remember that story? Todd Salons made this. Wait, movie. Wh- was he in that movie? He was supposed to be. They filmed... It's two sections in that movie. Uh It was supposed to be three, and they filmed one with him, and the story is that there's a gay sex scene where he's, like, on the receiving end, Uh receiving pleasure, and there's, like, a close-up shot of his face and stuff like that. You know, it's just a sex scene. But it's about, like, a jock who's, like, secretly gay or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. And... He his agent like got it fucking like pulled, like they like strong armed mm. him and stuff, and then like there's like conflicting reports like, no, actually it just didn't work or whatever. And it's like there's it's, there's like, a lot
1: in that movie because there's the other yeah. scene where they put the big like Nickelodeon orange
0: Yeah square love, uh, over Yeah. That's a, I mean that's that is one of my absolute favorite movies. Todd Silans. Yeah. Terrific director. Anyway, really digressing oh. hard. But anyway, <laughs> I liked this movie a lot at the time. This is also a very cool trailer, and the movie was good, too. Uh, Mary Heron's, uh American Psycho, which is... Um, in the, If you read the novels, they're all connected, like in the universe and stuff, Lesson Zero, Rules of Attraction, uh, American Psycho, The Informers, and... Um, I don't know. Something else. Oh, glamorama. Glamorama. Which is yeah, what for that those dude. Who, For those Sorry. who don't know, because yeah, the the
2: main well, I guess the main character in this in this movie, there's there's a I'd say there's like three main characters in this movie, but yeah. uh the, James Vanderbeek's character is canonically brothers with uh Patrick Bateman, the uh, Christian Bale's character from American Psycho, which is weird. I mean they kind of mention it in the movie too. He, he's like, Oh, was is this Patrick when he answers answers the phone? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so there's not really much like, I mean, that's really it in terms of like connecting those two movies at least, you know, it's like, it's kind of just like a a weird kind of, if you know, you know, type thing, I guess, you know, but so, but I like that kind of too. It's weird in a stupid
0: way. Oh, I love it, dude. There's like many nods to the novel and that's what I'm about to get to is that like, yeah, so these like, I love them and I like, that was kind of the beginning of me reading novels and stuff like independently on my own, just like finding stuff I wanted to read. I mean, I had done that before. Like I went through, like I guess John Irving is really technically the beginning of me doing that, where I like hunted down Hotel New Hampshire and I read it, you know, whatever and stuff like that world according to Garp and shit. But this was like, I was just thinking about like, you know how, like when you're a young person, you kind of, Especially if you're like kind of like a an edgy punk person or whatever, you pick your edge you know, like mm-hmm. how Mark Maron's like, "Who are your guys?" It's like, yeah. who, "Who are your edge lords, You know, like and Brady yeah. Snellis was definitely one of my edge you know, yeah. like I loved his books a lot. Did you read any of his books, Will?
1: No, I didn't. But there was a guy um, who wrote who rode my bus who got everyone into American Psycho, like in the eighth grade or something too young
0: Um, to read that book
1: (laughs) yeah yeah so by the time the movie came out there was a whole swath of us who who knew about it and were like excited about the movie coming out um but so yeah i learned about it when i was like i don't know 13 14 jeez uh so but no never read it to this day i've never read it
0: have you read any
2: of these books griffin no, I've never read any Brad Easton at movie. all. It's it's mainly like I like, you know, I liked American Psycho, and uh-huh. for a while, you know, I didn't even know it was like based on a book for a long time. And then I, you know, I liked, I had already seen Rules of Attraction when I was like a kid, and I, I didn't even know the connection, you know, until in my twenties or something, just learning about that Brad Easton Ellis is like a weird guy and stuff, and I just never went back and read his books. Uh, even though you know, I know he 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 does seem to even w- just through the f- film adaptations, they you can you can feel this his style, it, you know, the type of thing he's trying to do, even in the the adaptations, you know, yeah. like he has a it's they're they're both kind of mean too, you know, like yeah. I, I say that again, like it has a meanness, and normally I don't like stuff like that, but for some reason I don't know, I feel like there's an especially in this movie there's enough like legitimately really funny stuff happening that that works to that if it didn't have that I think like if it didn't just have like the funny moments in it it would be it'd be two up its own ass and it would be it'd be pretty insufferable but for some reason I don't know just the way that you know the way that he kind of does non sequiturs and weird kind of surreal stuff there's a few scenes in this movie that kind of just don't really make sense kind of in a good way Mm mm-hmm like the hospital scene is really weird like it's a great scene actually i think it's one of the better ones yeah i think stuff like that kind of i mean that's it's from what i know of his writing style he seems to have this kind of disjointed kind of kind of weird style uh and i feel like you can especially feel it in this in this adaptation
0: yeah the novel is first person's perspective and each chapter is a different character and it's mainly the three characters you see here but then also yeah. Like, Victor gets his own chapter, like, all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. and all that, I don't know. Like, and the movie, in a way, honors that. Here's my main jeer for this movie, is it opens with a horrifying rape scene. Yeah. Yes. That's never in the movie described as rape, even. And, like, and, sh- and, yeah. it's, and the thing is... When you watch the movie, I knew watching it this time, but at the end, if you've never seen the movie, it's revealed like this is like the end of the movie, basically yeah mm-hmm. and the whole the book is not about like that's such like a movie thing for it to be like she's a virgin and then she gets raped by these like this townie or whatever at the end of yeah. the movie. It's like in the book. It's revealed that she, that happened when she was a freshman, and she's a senior, and like her character is way different in yeah. the book. And I just, the movie, for as hard and transgressive as this movie is, it still doesn't have the balls to be to be what the book is. You know, like yeah, I would, I would love. To see any of his books get, like, a true, adapt, like, a full adaptation because they're all extre- – like, there's a the part where Sean is, like, having sex with a girl and he's, like – this is an inner monologue and he's, like, she's too dry or whatever. I can barely get hard and, like, all this yeah. stuff. That's, like, what the book is like. Like, yeah. that is – the bulk of, like, what the book is like. like I think that. they do a lot of that in this movie, though.
2: Mm, I mean, that is do. the movie, is so much voiceover of inner monologues from all the characters, pretty much. And you they know. take
0: a lot, that a lot of that is from the book, I think. The, he does a pretty good job of trying to, like, stay true to the source material, but make it, like, set it in the 90s or 2000s or whatever. Yeah. But that's my big jeer on the <laughs> movie, though. I just thought that was a little, like, I was like, fuck, what the fuck, you know? Like, just the way that it, like, she's like, and no, yeah, I am losing my opportunity to a townie or whatever it is. Like, I love the line, though, where she's
2: like, I always knew it would be like this. I don't know. If, I think it really fits just the tone of the movie, honestly, that it's just, like, her character is just so, like, they're all so awful that, like, I don't know. This is happening to her, and all she can say is, yeah I, yeah, this sounds right, of mm-hmm. course. She's not even, like... Yeah, like this it, awful traumatic thing is happening to her and she still just feels like she deserves it or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Like it's like – it's it's pretty dark and mm-hmm. especially for the very beginning of the movie. And then the yeah. next scene is, is uh, Paul's introduction where he is trying to like uh, have sex with some guy or like, you know, takes him up to his dorm room and then the guy – You know, calls him some slurs and spits in his face and kicks him out of his room and stuff. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, damn, this is a pretty brutal start to this movie of just like, you know, (laughs) just some right up top, some sexual violence and some, you know, uh, homophobic violence as Mm -hmm. well. I mean, it's on purpose, obviously. Like, I think it's trying to, you know... It's trying oh, to be a little shocking and stuff,
0: but... It doesn't... It, it has a brain, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just like... I think it does. I thought that the change was a little... It was... Yeah. It, I didn't like it, I guess, from the having read the book, especially. I was just like... And now, I mean, times have changed a lot. It's crazy. It, we, everything has accelerated a lot. And for the better, obviously, with, uh, like, the... Me Too era and stuff like where we're really exposing and dealing with um, people who commit sexual violence and stuff, against mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever. But like, this is like, clearly, it's just like, wow. It, it's it like feels a little 2002. A, it's quite a time capsule. Yeah. Yeah. And like, not only in that, but like the fashion is every, oh, everything yeah. about it is just. Oh, like, yeah. It has like a rapture song <laughs> in it and stuff. <laughs> But, uh, so fair thee be warned, says I, anyway, about the beginning of this movie. But it is like a, it's cool, like, it's Roger Avery who made, he's directed Killing Zoe. Has Mm. either of you seen that movie? No. Starring Eric Stoltz, who appears in cameo here. Sort of like a dark, uh progression of his character and kicking and screaming if either of you have seen that movie but uh (laughs) um most famously he
2: yeah he he wrote what pulp fiction with quentin tarantino yeah he
0: has story credit on that he came up with the middle story the best part of the movie with with bruce willis yeah and marcellus wallace but he also wrote a movie that will likes a lot Beowulf. beowulf (laughs) <laughs> Love that
1: movie So like good
2: Like a 3D movie? Hell yeah I saw that in theaters I think that was the first 3D movie I yeah. ever saw I do not remember anything about it The 3D stuff
1: it, <laughs> yeah. You can kind of take it or leave it I think the story and the directing of that movie is spectacular
2: I should watch it again Yeah I didn't know he did that
0: Yeah Yeah uh, <laughs> Big Mike no, is
1: Oh <laughs> <laughs> No Are we talking about Zemeckis now? I mean, Uh, we
0: want to. No, I'd be down to go down a little bit of a a Z-man rabbit hole. I (laughs) I think some of his newer movies, The Walk, in particular, was a terrific film.
1: I didn't see that. When I saw Flight, and I thought that was awful.
0: Yeah,
2: Uh, I'm trying to see what I have even seen by him. He made. Oh, he directed, uh, obviously, one of my least favorite movies of all time, Forrest Gump.
0: Pure Life is sort of like a box. There was actually a moment in this movie where there's <laughs> it, the camera is following a snowflake, and I was yes. like, "Man's uh, oh on God. Forrest Gump's lap." <laughs> I made that joke, and my girlfriend was like, "You know, I've never seen Forrest. Gump. Like, there's so many. She's my age. There's so many movies where I'm like, like, are you from America?' You know?
1: Yeah. So there's like Forrest Gump is the one. Yeah.
0: But then I'll like, pull out "Dirty Rotten Scoundrels." She's like, "Oh, I love this scene." She like knows like the line. Like, How do you know this movie and not Forrest Gump, but anyway. Wow. I, I love
2: Contact. That's a movie I go to bat for. Did I like direct that movie. Contact, <laughs> yeah. yeah did contact produced it. Uh, Death Becomes Her. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah. Back to f- the Future. Obviously, Back to the Future and Who Framed Roger Rabbit, both
0: awesome. But he's also a Tales from the Crypt producer, right? Like that's uh-huh. kind of his baby.
1: Yeah, he did the episode where it's the Santa Claus, uh, the Christmas episode where it's the psycho Santa mm-hmm. outside um, and the lady has murdered her husband. Uh, Is she, it's very good.
0: Yeah, oh, that's like a. Is that the first episode?
1: No, it's like the second episode. But okay. they did it in the in the old movie from the seventies as well. So there's a version of yeah. that movie, and, and it's, there's the.
0: It's fucking great. It's yeah.
1: I watched like, it uh, in December of this last year. It was like very cool.
0: Um, um, yeah. A lot of people. A lot of people. So they consider Death Becomes Her like uh like a, it's almost like a. It should be a Tales from the Crypt movie, you know. It's like I wish oh, they would really? just like go back and add Tales from the Crypt, like beginning and end to it. That and the Frighteners was meant to be a Tales from yeah. the Crypt movie. Oh, really? It just, like wasn't? Yeah.
1: I like that movie. Yeah, me too. Um, but let's let's talk about Roger Avery a little bit longer. Um, you know he <laughs> he killed someone.
2: <laughs> what did he? Did is he have the? Uh... The same thing as uh, oh, what's his name? Roderick. Mueller. Broderick, yeah. is he he also wait what have some Matthew Matthew Broderick. Broderick killed someone? What you you don't know about that? Yeah, no. he famously like killed someone in a car and like got the eighties and
0: drove on the wrong side of the road in England in and England. killed somebody.
2: Holy shit! Yeah, and pretty much. Didn't, that's what had no consequences or something. What, yeah. I think yeah. we're yeah. talking
0: eighty eight or some shit. Holy yeah. shit! Um, yeah.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so he yeah. killed a
0: guy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is what Roger Avery did. Uh, he kind of, like, killed someone and, like, hightailed it. And they are like, hey, you killed someone. And then he got all pissy about it. Like, they basically were like, hey, you can, like, be free and go to work. Just, you know, be lucky that you got off. And then he, he was really pissy about it on Twitter. And they're like, okay, you're going to
2: jail. <laughs> Jesus. Was like, oh. Yeah, this is 2008. Yeah. <laughs> like... So what happened no, then? Uh, apparently, he was sentenced to a one-year in-work furlough, so he was allowed to work in Damn. probation. And I guess, yeah, you know, you you're a director, you get to kill someone, and yep, n- not that's your boy, man. <laughs> really, any, yeah, my favorite director. <laughs> He's your boy, dude. You're the one. That <laughs> 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 I guess he also did the Silent Hill movie which uh Did he really? Yeah. Oh, well, he 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 wrote it. He, uh, okay. he did not. It was Chris uh Christoph Gans directed it.
0: That oh, movie's right. got some dodgy CG, but it actually is good. I've got the blue the Scream Factory Blu-ray and I recommend it. I if like that's a total like only if you're a horror dog like check it out. Yeah. But I do I do like it a lot. The Silent Hill. Uh, both of them actually are good.
2: Yeah, but with this movie I don't know I just I feel like I still really like it it's it's still pretty unique uh I think for me my biggest hang up now after rewatching it again is just I do think some like I said earlier some of the camera effects are a bit over the top I think it works in some places I think to the beginning of the movie up until like the scene in the middle where they kind of... Uh, Lauren's character and Sean's character, they're having, like, that mirrored... Uh, yeah. And it meets up in the hallway. I think that's all really well done. I think when they're doing, like... That's amazing. The, I love the that. The hard part. zooms, when they're doing, like, zooms, especially the scene after the girl uh, kills herself. Uh-huh. And, like, it's, like, showing you all the spots she was already in the movie. Like, you know? Like, that was just, like, I don't know. Do they really need to do that? I mean... Hell no. It was, it was really... The zooms were like specifically a bit, a bit distracting and and corny, but I don't know. It, it was it was it's the the whole movie is full of stuff like that. I mean the the credits rev- uh, run in reverse oh, yeah. too. so yeah. I it's forgot just about like, that. It's just the whole movie is loving to do stuff with, you know, reverse shots and split screen and stuff like that, which, mm-hmm. yeah. again, when I was in middle school, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I've oh, yeah.
0: seen movies do stuff like this, you know? But It does a lot of... I mean, and that is a cheers for me. All the inventive things <laughs> he packs into this movie. So like, we're moving
2: on from your jeers and we're... Into my cheers. Stepping into yeah. the cheers, okay. It's like,
0: I, I like <laughs> the... Do you guys know the whole history of the scene where the guy comes back and, it, and it, like, it goes through his whole trip for, like, goddamn ten? Oh, yeah. I don't know the story That's behind like-
2: it, but... I mean, that's like the best part of the movie, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. for me, it is. I mean, that's just such a good scene. It's insane. It's like, really, he's awful in it. Like, uh, he's it, terrible. You just learn everything about him so quick and it's so effective and just yeah. being like, wow, this guy who they've kind of been idealizing the entire movie, which is kind of a theme of this movie is uh-huh. people idealizing each other, even though they're awful. Uh, but, yeah, you just learn right away that he's. A piece of shit, but you go go on with the story of this scene. Well,
0: they okay that character, like we said earlier, and we more to the point of Avery um, respecting the source material. That character is the main character of a later novel by Ellis called Glamorama, in which okay. like a really vapid idiot. It's that guy. He basically gets involved in, like, a Patty Hearst-type situation where he's, like, involved in, like, a terrorist organization. This is a novel I've never read. I've never read this one. But so what is in that short part of the movie is they went to Europe and filmed him with digital cameras, like, um, in character, and it's, like, apparently they have a full-length prequel done called glitterati for an anticipation of making glamorama with money interesting and that is all that is glitterati condensed in that moment but it's like never released like i don't know it's interesting that's that's an interesting story though but it is i think
2: yeah one of the better parts of the movie i mean that's probably a scene most people you know probably the the standout scene of the movie right. maybe is that what most people will remember is just oh that crazy scene where they yeah. do it's so fast and it just has that entire European trip and uh, it's really well done though it's great yeah. it just sucks so much in, in the best way I don't know like that <laughs> it, I love it really it, yeah. paints a picture there was that, a point
1: there was a point sorry. in time where this movie wasn't as well known and some someone on the internet recapped their own year doing that same thing and it got really passed around, and someone showed it to me, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's like the Rules of Attraction." They're like, "What?" And I had to show it to them, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, oh." And I'm like, "No, no, no. no. This this person still it's did cool. a bunch of work, <laughs> like to make it their own. Don't. They just. It, I mean, it's cool, but you know, it has been done. Um, but uh, no, yeah, like that's the thing that people talk about now. I think if they talk about anything about this movie, which. It is kind of weird, though. It's like stuck in the middle of the movie and it just kind of is like um, I
2: think it doesn't choice to do it like that.
1: Yeah. And they don't keep doing it. You know, it's one time, Mm -hmm. one character, and it's just their entire backstory.
2: Um, It's just so dense, which is just it is very impressive. Like, I didn't know that's how they did it, Randy, that they were just like doing it for another movie or something like that that's pretty interesting because i mean you can tell it's like it doesn't seem like that was all you know it makes sense how you're saying it now but i didn't you know it doesn't seem like it was done on a soundstage or something like it it seemed like yeah they were handicam filming him in europe Mm -hmm. and it it, yeah looked it's like very real even though the movie is has this weird surrealness to it throughout the whole thing i think but Mm -hmm. yeah Weird movie.
0: <laughs> it is a weird movie. And, yeah, I, I mean, and I think I couldn't remember. I don't own the novel anymore. It's a book. I used to own all of his novels, and now the only one I have on my shelf is Lesson Zero, I found last night when I was like, which ones do I have? That's the only one I have left. But um, I believe that the novel ends mid-sentence, like. Yeah. And the ending of like the movie. The movie is. Yeah, it was like the one thing is that, and it cuts. It's like, that show was cool, and this kind of stuff is important when you're a teenager Mm -hmm. to see this kind of stuff. These are sort of, this is sort of a training wheels kind of movie, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be that way, but if it is that way, you know, when you see a movie like this when you're young, and yeah, I was like 16, and it was like, whoa, and then it's sort of like, and then you look into it, read the reviews, and it's like, this is an homage to blah, 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 or whatever. And you follow these yeah. little threads. And watch. yeah, when I'm. Sorry, go ahead.
2: When, when, I, when I was 13, 14, even though, you know, I had my older cousin who was into cool stuff show me stuff I didn't you know no one was cool enough that I knew that was like hey you're 13 watch Gummo or Welcome to the Dollhouse you know like I didn't know anyone who was telling me to watch shit like that you know like like actual cool (laughs) stuff Mm -hmm. that was this is like you know Rules of Attraction or like I said Natural Born Killers those are the two for me that was just like you know, uh, subversive movies that were going to get played at the Regal still, you know, or, you know, I could go see at the Regal Crossroads here and, you know, something like that, you know what I mean? That, That gets your feet wet to maybe watch something that's, like, super weird or, like, really subversive or something like that, you know, but I agree. I think this is the exact type of movie that, even though it's rated R, it's, like, designed for a 15 year old to just like absolutely devour it, you know, yeah, and it's, think it's like the coolest thing and make all their friends watch it too. It's the hard stuff when you're that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: One thing I, I wanted to kind of mention is, uh, for me seeing this, this was a, uh, early return of Fred Savage Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Great scene, too. I did not even recognize the first time I saw it, and I was just like, when I found out that was Fred Savage, I'm like, holy shit, fucking uh, Kevin Arnold is in this movie. (laughs) Uh,
2: Playing clarinet and... Yeah, the, the I can feel my dick. <laughs> this is I don't
0: know. That's a great scene. It is. You know, like, is it cabinet of Dr. Caligari play? Yes. Like, yeah. Caligari flag <laughs> yeah. on the TV. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's so dark in his dorm yeah. room. too. It's, he's just like, God, that guy. I just I feel like I've met people like that. Oh, yeah. It just oh, fucking yeah. sucks so bad. I, mean, honestly, like,
0: I feel like I've been that guy. <laughs> yeah. <time. laughs> but yeah,
2: playing clarinet and
0: with be the be cigarette in your belly button, jerk. Yeah. <laughs> the part I'm, Sorry go ahead well,
1: I was just saying I, I feel like I've Known all these people at, uh-huh. You know When I was like Their age In the movie It was just like and Maybe every
0: have been A little bit like Some of these people Yeah
1: I was definitely Yeah Some of these people too Yeah Uh you know, just thinking about how big of an asshole you are in your early twenties, because yeah. like you, you think you know everything. You th- you're an adult for the first time. You know like,
0: nothing though, and like no. yeah, they're so stupid. Everybody in this movie is so fucking. Oh, dumb. Yeah. Like, they're all extremely stupid people.
2: They're all. You know, obviously very affluent, too. This Mm -hmm. is like, you know, there's a lot of stuff in this movie where if it was done a different way, I really do think it would be insufferable to watch because you're just watching a whole bunch of like stupid rich people like, you know, entitled 22 year olds, you know. But I I don't know. It still works for me just because I think that's also kind of part of it. I think it's 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 kind of making a point about the vapidness of people like that. You know, rather than saying, aren't they so cool? I think you're supposed to watch it and go, like, man, they all are
0: just so awful. Yeah. You know?
1: I mean, they you even up. have... Sorry. Oh, my... go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Red. Oh,
0: I was just saying, they fucked up with the um, the casting of the townies, though. I, with Clifton Collins, he did a bad job. Like, Yeah. He was not believably that guy. He was like an actor being like, I'm fucking crazy. I'm yeah. a drug dealer, you know? And then the... Jamaican accent is like get some realistic guys in here and yeah make it (laughs) a little cartoony like real, yeah like draw the like true distinction between inside campus and outside of camp like you know because the the book has sort of this like creeping fear in it like this weird like this hardness you know like to it that would have been a good opportunity to do that instead it's like it's a joke yeah it's a cartoon kinda but I don't know. I didn't like that aspect of it. Well, there are some funny saying. lines in that, though. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what do you what do you all think
1: about James Vanderbeek in this movie? And what was your like? Did you ever have uh, an opinion of him? You know, <laughs>
2: will it surprise you to know that I? Love James Vanderbeek. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he's great in this movie, but I also liked Dawson's Creek yeah. when I was younger, and I don't know. He's also weirdly in a show that no one watched called Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23. He plays himself in that mm. show with Kristen Ritter's on that as well. And I watched all of that for some reason, and he's great in it. I don't know. I, I think he does a good job in this personally. I do too. i he's like unhinged like for real and like truly I mean if you know that he's the brother of Patrick Bateman in American Psycho like mm. I feel like James Van Der Beek knew that with uh-huh. it. you know what I mean oh, he like he was-, he was like he was really channeling the kind of sociopathness of that and you know, there's some yeah. looks he gives where he's just truly joker fine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, there, it's, there is there's a the moment beginning. where he was doing the fucking, yeah. the Kubrick glower. And I was like, that made me cringe a little bit, yeah. but that's the director's fault. The director told him to do that. I think, uh-huh. you know,
1: mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, cause like the movie. <laughs> when, when this came out, I had only known about Dawson's Creek and varsity blues, which I did mm-hmm. not care about either. And, So that was like, man,
0: fucking
1: (laughs) movie. Hey, I was, you you knew me when I was that age, man. You knew how much of an asshole I was. Um, So I was just, I could not be bothered with it. So it took me a little bit longer to get to this, but I think I was in my second year of film school and someone was like, yeah, man, it was like fucking rad. I'm like, all right. Hmm. And then, you know, went to Target, bought the DVD because I had to have it. and was like, oh my god! Have you seen this movie? It's so fucking cool. <laughs> it's gonna
0: blow your mind.
1: <laughs> but um, I don't know. I I had fun watching it again. I was like, oh yeah. Uh, uh.
0: I had a little bit of fun, but I also had moments where I was like, God fucking damn it. Like, I was just like, <laughs> I'm too old and tired yeah. to watch this Well,
1: movie. I mean, because I, I was putting this in the comparison of, like, another movie that I watched around the same time a lot for some reason. Uh, that movie Slackers, uh, hey. which... Uh, <laughs> yes. slacker, the Slackers with the... Who's in that? Is it Devin Sawa in that movie? Sawa,
0: Older Pete, Jason Segel, and Jason Schwartzman.
1: Yeah, and oh man, oh, that yeah. is a that
2: movie where there's some weird surreal stuff that happens in that movie too. Isn't there a whole like penis puppetry scene yeah. in that movie?
1: Yeah, and yeah, it's just I like remember.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay. It just goes right. into that
1: gross out stuff that Randy and I have talked about before, and yeah. it it really it's like. I can, I would, I like, I can watch Rules of Attraction because it's not, it's a movie of the time that it was made, but it's not like worthy because it was not, oh, yeah, taking itself as seriously as other movies around the time. Whereas, like, I don't know, uh, the Slackers was like of its time and it was like, okay, let's pump this out as fast as possible. And it's just like, uh, it just does not have a shelf life at all. Um, yeah.
2: So um, I, th- I still think this zone might still be a little better than I've talked with other people. I don't know if I talked with you, uh, Randy, about this before, but just I think we have actually uh, how in like 2005, every movie was the same movie. It, it was all Guy Ritchie-fied, which was like a weird thing about <laughs> kind of this time period. It's like yeah. Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang and Lucky Number Eleven <laughs> and like all those type of, uh, you know. What Smoke and aces, all those type <laughs> of movies—they all came out within like God. a year of each other, and they're all like sepia-toned. My favorite of those Shoot is one I think that we—I almost picked, and you might get mad at me that I didn't pick Running Scared with Paul Walker. Which oh, I dude, I would love to. We, oh, we'll, we'll talk about it sometime. We yeah. have to. We have to talk about that because <laughs> I think you're the only other person I've met that likes that movie. Running <laughs> Scared is a fucking
0: awesome lost thriller that but it's like one of those yeah and talk about good in the last episode we did with kirsten uh, i know well who knows when this comes out but like we were talking about movies that like go the distance you know Mm -hmm. like movies that look like they're like everything else but if you watch them, shit actually happens in them and they fully go the distance running scared Mm -hmm. is such a movie for sure (laughs) yeah
2: but it has that same thing where it's like super sepia tone and there's like so many over the top camera shots where they're, yes. used, they're just like really try like, you know, and, and Rules of Attraction kind of does it, too. But just like they're really trying to do, you know, they're just trying to hook you visually in some way. But that that was a, just a thing in the early 2000s, I guess, just like maybe it's the transition just to, more into digital f- filming yeah, and probably. stuff that they're just like. I don't know, but...
1: That was still film era, and there was, like, that whole Bleach Bypass uh, era, it, like, uh, Saving Private Ryan did it, and then mm-hmm. um, a lot of stuff was, like, blue-colored or, like, green-colored. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, like, Matrix that... Matrix being a green-colored yeah, movie, yeah, that yeah, really yeah. hard. Yeah, and it was just, it was a weird look, and then... I, I was in film school at the time. And it was like, "Oh, I got the film. I got the the coloring package that lets you do bleach bypass look on your digital video, your mini DV." It was just like, it was hot. It was
2: hot shit. Everything Hell had yeah, to look like that. Yeah, brother. So we, we were just going through stuff,
0: you know, guys. Nine eleven. Need I say more? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. United really? ninety three. Paul Greengrass. Yeah. You know what? We're getting kind of long in the tooth here. What do you say we take a break and head on to the big roundup?
2: I would rather have a day job than be a Pokemon Han Solo is clearly more attractive than Indiana Jones.
0: I would take the Star Wars trilogy over the Matrix trilogy any time.
2: The Legend of Zelda versus Super Mario. Who's better in bed, Jafar or Gaston? And would Thanos masturbate with the Infinity Gauntlet or not? Every week, Nerd Rage The Great Debates brings you the funniest comics, writers, and podcasters to settle some of geekdom's most divisive topics. Find us on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. And follow us on social media at Podcast.
0: Welcome back to Cathode Ray Mission. It's me, Big R. Uh, we're going to do the big roundup now, zero to five stars. Rating, give us your rating and the reason why. Luther Manhole, Go. It's hard It's hard for me to say because, like,
2: I think even until, like, if you would have asked me, like, last year, I, I still, I think on my Letterboxd, I still have this at, like, a five because it was, like, a movie that was, like, super important to me, and I rewatched it a few years ago and still really liked it, but I think I'd probably move it down now. I think it's probably, like, you know, I'll probably still have the highest <laughs> rating here. It'll probably be, like, a four for me out of five just because I still really... I still really love the music in it. I love a lot of the shots they're doing. I do think it's legitimately funny and I do think most movies aren't funny that are trying to be funny. I think there's like actually some funny jokes in it that are, it's a pretty clever script. Uh, I don't know. It just, it's hard for me to hate on it too much just because it was, it was something that I was just pretty informative for me. So it's, it's always just going to have, you know, I'm definitely a, subjective reviewer and you know I'm, I'm one of those people that like rates and reviews everything i do that like on letterboxd and rate your music so but i i always just like i don't know i'm all about how much i like something at that moment and or you know just mm-hmm. how something means to me rather than is this objectively good is this the bet you know the objective you know or an objectively amazing movie which probably not you know uh but, yeah, I just there's just a lot of I feel like this movie still even now watching it in 2021. It's still doing some unique stuff, I think. Uh, and, yeah, I just I wanted to talk about it. Uh, I saw that it was on <laughs> that it was on Hulu and I was like, that'd be I don't know. I don't know how many places are talking about this movie ever. It's kind of a weird one to bring up. So mm-hmm. I felt it could be interesting enough to talk about a movie that maybe some people had forgotten about that is interesting I think worth a watch uh, you know if you haven't seen it I think it's pretty interesting uh but your mileage may vary depending on how much you can tolerate rich narcissists in a movie being awful to each other with real no real resolution or anything like it pretty much they just are bad remain bad there's no no one has an arc really honestly like uh uh which i actually kind of like so i don't know yeah it's still a four out of five movie for me hell yeah will Uh, uh, this you one,
1: you know, I think at one time I, I would have given it a five star or pretty close, um, you know, almost now twenty years out, it it has definitely aged for me a little bit, um, but I can definitely see a version of this movie that did not take as many chances as this one did, so it still does have some merit. I really did enjoy watching it again because uh, I hadn't seen it in a long time, so it did at least hold my attention you know, on a rewatch 20 years later. Uh, So for that, I'm going to give this one a big three and a half stars.
0: Three and a half stars. That's a damn respect. I know that Griffin, you're doing the math and that's a C.
2: Oh, no, that for me, for for me, a three and a half is great on the scale. Three would be good. (laughs) And a three and a half is great. Four is Excellent.
0: You I know, always give uh, Will a hard time about that because he gives <laughs> movies that he thinks are okay like three stars, and I'm like, "No, nah, that's a D that you've given that movie." You know. And, I agree with Will. That's oh, three is yeah. an okay movie. That is a little
2: better than average. I, yeah. I would consider it good. Uh, well, two I'm, and a half is like my baseline for most movies. Are probably a two and a half kay. to be. Yeah,
1: most most movies are probably two and a half to three for me. Just like,
0: I'm glad that you guys both agree that three (laughs) stars equals. Okay. Yeah. Because I am going to award Roger Avery's (laughs) ready analysis, the rules of attraction, three out of five stars, which actually on my scale is low. I want to give it, I'd say more of a C minus maybe. I mean, I, this is a movie when I was a kid, I, I mentioned before, like I did love it. I mean, I, I don't know if I owned it, but my girlfriend in high school owned it. We watched it. I mean, I've read the book and stuff, and watching it the other last night, I was like, "There's still things about it that I like." And I remember watching it. It's so crazy to watch it now, when you're like even at my age. At the time, I was like 17 when it came out. I think, um, but they look so young, you know, to me now. Yeah, they felt uh-huh. old. To me at the time, and watching her waddle around in this crazy clog, (laughs) Doc Martin clogs or
2: whatever the hell. God, I know we all know people who dress exactly like her, too. Uh, Those
0: shoes were blowing my mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's like, I mean, (laughs) definitely, for sure. But those shoes were blowing my mind, and then the cut of his jeans were also just, like, (laughs) fucking, like... Banging on my head, you know, with a fucking, a hammer. Did you still? Past. uh You mentioned this
2: to me the other day. Did you still laugh out loud at the The counting crows part? I did. I had remembered <laughs> it. I
0: had remembered it being funnier than it was. But it's yeah. still funny that he mentions counting crows and it's Anna begins to make me laugh. <laughs> and
2: like, she's crying. She's crying. To playing.
0: That is. Crows. It is funny. But I was I was so shaken by what had happened up top with the rape and stuff. <laughs> that yeah. I wasn't having any fun, like, early on in the movie. And then the whole, I mean, I this is inside baseball, but I'll just bring this up because this is something that informed my rating on this movie is that growing up, you know, I'm 17, okay, so think about that. Like, a lot of me and my fellow edgeward friends or punk friends or whatever, you know, people who yeah. are, like, you know, we're, like, cool and stuff and, like... <laughs> or whatever, you know, and, like, I had a friend that was like, say this to, like, I, I can't remember how I found out, like, or I was, like, eavesdropping or something, but he was, like, telling a girl, he was, like, reciting the I am an emotional vampire, like, to this girl oh. as if, like, I am, like, a dark mysterious oh, sex man you know and like, <laughs> it just made me you were talking about the ending of promising young woman making you cringe out of your body it's like yeah that emotional vampire thing made me cringe out of my body a little <laughs> at the beginning up top here which
2: as an aside i feel a little bit of vindication because i guess a kirsten told me about some uh, interview that just came out with with uh, the director of uh, what Emerald, I can't remember her last name, who did who did Promising Young, Wom- or Young Woman, and yeah, the studio made her change the the movie. The, mm-hmm. the movie was gonna I'm not not to uh, I'm not gonna spoil this movie, but there's a certain thing that happens in that movie that I thought was the should have been the ending and wasn't, and that was gonna be her actual choice. So I feel vindicated in thinking that the ending of that movie is bad. Mm-hmm. Interesting, uh, interesting mm-hmm. movie though. Promising Young Woman now in theaters question mark (laughs) uh it was all right brave the wastelands to see a you know uh a a weird dark comedy will did you see that movie no we watched it on vod like last week i Mm. think two weeks ago
0: i liked it just it's worth a watch for sure a fun little thriller it didn't mean any like i don't know it was fine. We watched Wild Things immediately after, and I was like, perfect. I felt like it was a perfect <laughs> double. I,
1: I've got that on my list because I've never seen it. That, I, that was one. It came out in high school. And were, like all the, all the Christian kids were like talking uh, about how scandalous it was you were, because they all went uh, and saw those uh, movies and I didn't. And I'm like, um, so, I, yeah, like that and Cruel Intentions I've never seen.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Like, they're so horny, dude. Yeah. Like, especially Wild Things is one of the horniest movies ever. You see Kevin Bacon's dick. Yeah. It. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah. <laughs> Denise Richards. And, like... There's actually, there's a moment where Matt Dillon, he walks out, he's wearing these like loose billowy chinos, flip flops and a white undershirt. And I was like, man, that is the fit of a life. To, like, that's how I need to be living my life. You know, I keep thinking about that, actually, the way he's dressed in that, that scene. <laughs> I do recommend. So let's get into our recommendations. I'm going to start it off. I recommend wild things. <laughs> if you like rules of attraction, you're going to love wild
2: things. I, I, recommend uh, running scared mentioned earlier of another early mid-2000s super stylized doing weird camera stuff subversive movie that is maybe even more i don't know i don't know if it's more bleak than this movie it's pretty fucking bleak though yeah uh, it is yeah that would I'm- be mine I'm
1: going to recommend uh, Slackers because it's a piece of shit and we'll put this movie into context.
2: <laughs>
0: Hell yes. Get to see Jason Schwartzman. Yep. Jason the rest. Schwartz. Yeah. The main star, in my opinion, is Older Pete. He's not liking anything besides that. Like some commercials for like... Oh, that is him.
1: I Something. I did a show with both of them. Uh, and then I was I hung out with Danny Tamborelli at a party afterward.
0: Nice. <laughs> Did you I'll sp-
1: tell you more about that off mic. Okay. <laughs> hell
0: yeah. Well, it's been a lot of great fun having old Luther <laughs> Mann legendary guitar player from Chat Pile. And to talk about a movie that is, by all accounts, fine, uh-huh. I guess. Indeed. We rated it on a sliding scale from three <laughs> to four stars between the three oh, yeah. of us. The average uh, rating is three and a half stars between the three of us <laughs> movies. So it it was harder than I thought to th- like
2: think of because uh, I kept thinking of like great movies I'd want to talk about, but they just aren't on streaming. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was definitely uh, an interesting challenge to find. I mean, I, I texted you throughout the week with some mm-hmm. some different ideas. Almost picked Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, uh, But I just couldn't find, I don't know, the YouTube version, I couldn't find a good version that had Japanese dialogue and right. English subtitles, like the version on Prime is just the dub and mm. so ultimately went with a movie of my childhood. Well,
0: I've done that on here, Will's done that on here, Hell yeah. got a long <laughs> ass episode out of it, Griff, what do you got to plug for us? Okay, well,
2: Chatpile, baby. Uh, <laughs> Chatpile.bandcamp.com. Uh, Randy and I's band. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently people like us, so please buy our stuff. Uh, and other than that, I'm just uh, at Luther Manhole on Instagram and uh, at Waluigi, spelled like a Ouija board, uh, W-A-L-O-U-I-J-A on Twitter. And that's it. Got nothing else going on. Super unemployed, super just being in a band full time right now. So
0: that's it. Hell yeah, bro. I, Randy, aka Reagan Bush, also <laughs> would like to say Chat Pile is a band you can check out. I hope everyone's wearing their mask. I hope I have $2,000 in my bank account at this point. You know, we talked about this on the last <laughs> episode. No idea when this is coming out, but. That's something I would like to shout out. Shout out to you know stimulus that fucking that money coming my way, stimmy. motherfucker. Yeah. How
1: about how about an uncompromised two thousand dollars a month?
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, until yeah. we get to go back to normal,
0: how and maybe not
1: a- maybe not even end it after that. Maybe just keep it yeah, going. Yeah, Maybe
2: just do that. Yeah. Maybe raise the minimum wage to twenty five dollars. Oh my yep. god. <laughs> We'd be living what? Like-
1: god, everybody would just be like, god, What do you imagine just- how? how just amazing everything would be. It would take like it would be months all. and we'd be like, <laughs> so like everyone we'll would be so happy. Let,
0: you know, cause a few little fucking babies gotta have their fucking candy hoard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck these people, but we'll something, you know, shit will happen or it won't, you know, we'll live and we'll die, you know, be sure to fucking touch your pleasure centers as much as possible <laughs> and have, live a good life. Will, what do you got to plug?
1: Uh, Documentaries. documentaries, uh, every two weeks, SEPDoc is a documentary review podcast. Check it out. We have a lot of cool guests that have been on in the last uh, year, uh, a lot of filmmakers that came on, uh, very cool stuff. And then uh, Nerd Rage, The Great Debates, uh, which is a comedy debate show, comes out every week. Check that out. A lot of cool folks on that one, too, wherever you find podcasts. Rate and review, wherever you find podcasts.
0: And rate review this one. That's what I mean. Rate review. Oh, you're saying rating. that? Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Tell your friends. Please tell your friends. Luther manhole. You piece oh of yeah. Shit. Gonna, tell your I'm friends. Be the E Street team. got <laughs> to all my discords, all my
2: servers, <laughs> and Usenet's and. Uh, my, access my spyware uh, <laughs> network to get Katherine and <laughs> all over everyone's computers so.
0: well hell yeah we appreciate it uh, and we're, no for real dude thank you for coming on the podcast yeah for sure, a little peek behind the curtain we're going to record another episode and have him on again, hell yeah! so maybe this episode comes out second <laughs> and that sounds like an insane man's rant well, Will <laughs> it's been a great time, I love doing this podcast with you my friend Someday, someday, I'll come out to sunny California and we'll sit in a room and record an episode together. Wouldn't that be a wonderful experience? Yeah,
1: we'll we'll take it out to the backyard. Why why do we gotta sit in a room, man?
0: Well, we'll do yep. we'll do something. Yeah. Someday <laughs> in the distant future. Anyway, until then, <laughs> I'm Big R. This has been Big Will, Will and him, and Griffin. Goodbye. Thank you.